We are live from Javelin Radio Fort Tarsus. This is your host, Freelancers, Max. Hey. Cody. Yo. And Soko. Let's start this expedition. First off, let's talk about this. Max, welcome back. Hey. We, we know you were really sick last time. The Dominion forces held you hostage for at least a week. That was Maybe bad. longer. It was rough. So welcome back to the show. Thank you. Good to be back. Going off our last show, episode three, now we're in, going into this. Max, just because you're coming into this now that we have you today, your first impressions about Anthem. Yeah, I mean, so um, super excited that this thing is fully live now. First impressions right off the bat. I love how the story drags you kind of along, for lack of a better term. Once you start the thing, you basically want to do everything in your power just about to finish it. Now, the flip side of that coin is I feel like it's really hard <laughs> to finish it because they drag you in so many different directions. You know, we talked about the, the free play wall before the launch, and I really feel like there are several of them when you get into the story um, that basically just want to, want to take you in a couple of different directions. All that being said, man, I love this game. I know it's got its problems, and I know it's got its issues, some of the things that we're going to talk about today. But overall, this game is just, it's one of the ones that keeps you coming back. Even if it's to just go out into free play or it's to jump into quick play, whatever it is, I find myself, every time that I have some free time here you know, at home, I, I want to sit down and I want to jump in and I want to do some sort of expedition. I, I love the community so far. There hasn't been a single time where I've been in a free play or a quick play or a stronghold or even a story mission for that matter, where I felt abandoned by my team, which is something that we did kind of feel a few times during the open demo. But the community that's playing this game is, is a really great group of people. So first impressions, I, I'm super excited. I really hope that some of the things that we're going to talk about today get fixed. But other than that, man, I'm, I'm glad to be back. Glad to be playing Anthem. Cool. Now, before we get into the speculations and the statements that have been said recently about Anthem, let's do this. Where is everybody in Anthem? Like, where are we at? Like, currently, I'll tell y'all now, myself, Cody, and Max, but I am I hit the, the, the peak. I'm level 30. Um, I've been playing most of the missions now on Grandmaster 1. My power level with my armor is around 420-ish. Definitely still with my Ranger. Definitely found some Masterwork weapons. What do y'all got? So I'm I'm kind of in that same boat as you had been. So I hit I hit 30 on Interceptor, and I, I started farming the Masterworks, which I found that, sadly, getting them quickest was doing the Tyrant Mine Stronghold realistically on loop. I was, I was bagging like two or three every run, which, I mean, realistically, even on GM1, was clearing those in about 30 minutes. And it's, it's honestly a really fun gameplay loop. But I really hope, and we'll get to this later, that we see more reasons to run the other two strongholds. Because right now, they're, they're kind of overbearing, a little lengthy in comparison to Tyrant Mine. But I've been running that. I've been running the legendary contracts. And I'm sitting on a level 30 pilot. And I've actually started to work on my Ranger only because I've gotten like a handful of, of components for Interceptor for Masterwork quality. And honestly, I just started getting duplicates like left and right for components that I, I felt like I already had and already had a solid role on. I'm kind of like at the stage of, of working on an alternate character. And uh, Ranger's actually been pretty, pretty solid endgame. Everything I've been doing on him has been one. And uh, I'm loving it so far. Max, what about you? So I am level 24. 
I have not finished the last campaign mission just because I'm again trying to to play through everything that's kind of available. It's a bad trait of mine to be a hundred percent complete on just about everything. But I have played through all of the like Matthias side stuff and that kind of thing. My current power level, I want to say, is 250, 254, I think, as of this morning. But again, that's just because I I haven't finished the last thing and I haven't really been doing the strongholds and that kind of stuff. I'm just trying to play through all of the story that I can get my hands on. Okay, okay. So I would say I have finished the end game. Now, Right now, I'm going to give the warning out to our fans because I'm I'm going to talk spoilers. I'm giving them now. You got one. <laughs> you got two. You got three. You got enough time. So, for me, the end game. Have y'all? You said you haven't finished it, right, Max? Yeah, but I know what happens. <laughs> oh, well, that's that's terrible. Yeah. So the first uh, thing I, we should do is talk about the last story mission in detail. <laughs> I de- I've, I've, I've definitely walked in on um, someone else playing the final story mission before I had the chance to play Ooh. the final story mission. So that was terrible. But it is what it is. I I wasn't happy. I did. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna. Okay, for Max's sake, but he said he knows. But I thought the ending. First off, it could be because my power level was super high at that point. I just thought that it'd be a lot harder more team effort because honestly the guys i played with we were all in level 30s we're all in the 400s we were playing on hard and it didn't the 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 fight against the monitor wasn't as i guess you could say competitive or struggling or it wasn't fun i didn't have fun doing. i I would i would completely agree with that i I feel like when i did the mission without giving it directly away actually when the mission ends when like that actual fight itself stops I was led to believe that it was basically going to continue. And I was like, okay, there's no way that that's like a, like, like a final form, right? Uh, like you were expecting yeah, like him to come back. To be as like, all right, screw y'all. I'm going to do like three monitors now or something. And when it didn't happen, I was like, wow. Okay. And again, like not to go full on, but right after the final story mission, there's some dialogue between your character, Tassin and, and one of her generals that kind of reveals something that I think, definitely speaks to long term what we're going to see going forward Soko do you think that that's anything that that we might be able to talk about here now Um, again we did say the spoiler warning the (laughs) the Urngoth had been found they're there so story wise to me okay that's the group or the race or the whatever it is that you know Helena Tarsus dealt with back in 500 years prior so for me, it's like okay, cool. We may have we may get to dive in more into the knights of Helena Tarsus, and I'd love to learn more about them. Now, this is Bioware, so this is the part that kind of bothers me just a little bit. The character design of that that Urgoth that I saw when he once he reveals it looks like one of the creatures from the mass uh, the Mass Effect world, and I can't remember which race it was, but I was like, man, I think they could have did a little bit different. They could have changed a little bit to make it more, uh, make it different from what it was in Mass Effect, because it does look like something out of Mass Effect. No, absolutely. I, I guess I just feel like seeing that clip, I felt like maybe more work is being put into the story that's to come in Anthem. And, and the devs have already kind of made it clear that we're not going to see like a, hey, this is the end of the, and you're never going to hear about the story again. You know, like we're going to get gradual sort of add to the story and, and like maybe monthly 
contributions from from some of the characters and the NPCs. But I feel like that that little tidbit came with so many implications. Like throughout the story, you're basically told. I, I want to say by you're actually physically told this by some characters, but it's actually in the cortex that there was no physical evidence of the Urgoth actually existing, despite you know everything that we know about them lore wise. Did y'all catch that? Yeah. So um, it basically was, and, and again, this is just because I've read just about everything that I could about the game. You know, like I haven't finished it, but essentially the Urgoth were uh, were a legend. It was a legend from the 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 legion and so they were basically telling stories of urgoth which supposedly they were the people that enslaved humanity that general tarsus fought against right so they assumed that she and her legion had killed them all that they were extinct somewhere online and i don't remember where i saw it i think that they're saying that the the Urgoth are the like master race from the scars. <clears throat> so that's going to be okay, an interesting sort of thought like the, process. They were like the predecessor of the of the scar race. Yeah, and that they can control okay. them. So I'm curious to see if we're going to see any of that Ooh. kind of stuff. Um, they, that basically that, that would definitely come with some implications. That the the I, scar is the Urgoth's army essentially. Going off right. of what you just said, Max, I think it'd be great. This is just me throwing out there, never writing this anywhere else, that the Urgoth were actually descendants of the Shapers. Like, that would be cool. That was the first mm-hmm. race that Shapers made instead of the humans. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? I yeah. mean, chrono- chronologically, not only does that make sense, but I feel like it would add so much weight to that character race if they became, you know, like a future antagonist or if they became like sort of like the villainous race of the the first major expansion or whatever it may be. Like I feel like knowing that you are the basically first and direct descendants of the of the creators of your world that you've got to be at least a little bit intimidated by them, you know? Dude, yeah. that would add so much more weight to battling oh, them. Yeah. It, it it would amp it up considerably. I I, I push us forward a little bit on onto the next topic and and really i feel like i've possibly had the most hands-on with this particular piece but soko you've definitely mentioned you've got a few already i wanted to talk about some of like the masterwork grinding and how the gear slots are sort of being filled out in the end game um how, how do you feel on the uh inspecting your ranger out with the your thoughts on some of the masterwork weapons you've seen and gear pieces you've seen and how do they kind of change the game for you so I would say the masterwork weapons I got. So one is a shotgun and one's kind of like an assault rifle. I don't remember the names. I apologize. I've never used a shotgun at all, but seeing how much power they have, because it jumps up at least 10 to 15 levels, just the gun itself um, oh, yeah. compared to what compared to what anything else you have. So I went ahead and used it. I used it for the end game as well. And it definitely, I would say this, I'm definitely going to probably start using a shotgun more because of the fact it gets me more involved in the fight because I have to get super close against uh, uh, Titans. I wish they would have kept it how it was in the EA demo where it appears right away and you can actually equip it if you want it or if you don't. Because Yeah, that's that's a big deal. The cutscene that it gives you when you get back to like Fort Tarsus or the Forge and goes, here's your weapon. And it like does the whole cut screen and shows you the gun and gives you the name of the gun, what's the specs a little bit. I think that would make it more interactive, more enjoyable if I was getting it in game. Yeah, I mean, and not only that, but I feel like in, you know, in a game like Destiny, uh, here we go again, when you pick up an exotic, 
you get that exact feel. Not only do you see exactly what you picked up, but you can instantly equip it. And I feel like in a game where there's so much like, I just found this, let's go back to the fort so we can equip it and then go back. But if it sucks, we got to go back again. Like, I wanted to ask, see any real reason why the game would be negatively impacted by us either A, having the ability to change gear slots and weapons on the fly, or B, to at least be visually shown what your loot pickups are for an expedition. What are y'all's thoughts on that? Yeah, so um, as far as like the cutscenes and that kind of stuff for the Masterworks, again, I haven't seen any of them because I haven't gotten to the end game. But it does take me back to something that we saw in the advertisements and stuff for Anthem before launch. And if you guys remember back at any of the EO, EA demos, there was an option to launch missions from a Strider and to use Striders as forward bases. And uh, it, really, it really makes you wonder, like, what, what was the cause for taking that out? Like, I wonder why they decided after the fact to take those things out. I don't know that it would change the mission all that much other than the fact that it would it would break the flow, for lack of a better term. But if you're doing a free play or you're doing something where you're not necessarily on a structured rail of a story, I, I don't I don't see why they couldn't implement something that would to that be effect. that would be uh, oh my god that sounds amazing. Let's if, if we're say we jump into free play, you take the Strider out, you can put it, you can oh load god, it wherever yes. you want it. And you go to the you, like you can go there and exchange your weapons, well, exchange your powers, other than, and still be in the free play world. Well, and you, then yeah. actually leave the Strider and just pick a different mission while you're there. Yeah, and like you that can would be amazing. Striders that are already out there. If you look on the map and you choose where you're going to launch from, when you're choosing that location, theoretically you're choosing a Strider that's already out there, but you're not yep. you're not able to go to that Strider again. The only thing you can do is go back to Port Tarsis or leave free play. And that, that's more the, the confusion, like the confusion that I have is the way that the EA, the advertisements showed it is that you could go and enter the Strider. So I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't understand it, but I don't it know is what it is. Max, you, you said, said it pretty well. I feel like there had to be something that fundamentally during development made them have to cease that. I don't know if it was a bug. I don't know if it was an issue, but man, like, the seamlessness that would add for me to free play, like without having like a player test realm for me, free play is where I try out that new mm -hmm. component or that new weapon. Like I would love to be able to go in there. And even if it meant that a strider was like, you know, located dead smack in the middle of, of just like, just add central of like, you know, scar and dominion. And you basically just kind of had this area where you knew that you could go in, play around with your weapons a little bit, walk right back into your strider and, like, that's incredible, man. And I feel like in a game that has so much room for improvement, I, I don't even know that a player test realm would hurt Anthem. I, I really don't. I don't think it would at all. Going out of that, now that we're talking about stuff that should have made it into the game, currently there has been some crazy reviews about the game, some criti critical distaste. We, we, I think we need to talk about the controversy about the console shutting down. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> The thank you. The right. the rumors of getting refund. We I know we uh we texted about this earlier this week. I did attempt just to see what would happen to get a refund for the game. Completely shut down by Sony quickly. Uh, I went. They asked me. Uh, they said, "What's going on with your console?" And I said, "Well, you know, I'm playing the game. It shuts down my entire console. I have to do power it off and power it back on. That takes me another 20 minutes just to get back into the game itself." 
they were, uh, let's just say customer support instantly was like, no, we can't help you. Wow. Really? But, but we see it in Reddit and we see it in a bunch of other locations that people are getting refunds for the game, but just the game. So the so now let me ask you this. The other so because of them having that response to you, is the reason that you, like sort of like that dismissed response, is that because the people that are actually getting the refunds are having issues where their console turns off for longer periods of time? Or like what's what's yielding that result? Mind. That's that's probably that's probably why because I'm I've only had the console shut down, but my console works just fine afterwards. It just takes a like twenty minutes to get it back on. So basically, guys, well, fans, what we're talking about is that playing Anthem at some point in the game, whether it's a loading screen or something, or you're in game, the the console will basically freeze. Your character will freeze. All you can do is really move your your viewing point of your to your javelin, then all of a sudden you get the blue screen. Blue screen saying nothing. And then once um once you realize you're frozen, you shut it down, which you'll have to hold the power button on the actual console itself. Remember guys, we play on a PS4. Um, hold the button on the console itself. And then once you're able to actually get it to shut off, once you turn it on, it gives you this restarting PS4. Then gives you the crash logo. And tells you, hey, email it, and tell us what happened. It's basically just like your console had like a power surge. Like it literally does a basically, yep. database. So it basically is telling us that Anthem is too powerful for our console. And I have a pro. Wow. <laughs> right. So uh, I, I'm right there with you. And I just feel like that that's something that, you know, despite the fact that numerous devs have come out saying like, hey, you know, we're working with Sony devs. We're working with our devs. Like we can expect, and this kind of might segue us into the next topic. So, Max, I want you to, to get get out what you had to say there. But quickly, I just wanted to note, like, this isn't a small-scale issue anymore. Like, this is happening to enough people that it's actually stopping people from buying the game on this console. And and for people that have it, we're actually seeing people go like, hey, I don't know that it's worth me jeopardizing my console under this notion. You know, so I... That's kind of scary, man. I mean, as as a as a player who Max to echo your sentiment, despite its issues and despite its 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 hardships so far, I'm absolutely loving the game. You know, and it's 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 kind of to imagine that that's a risk we're taking by playing it. You right. know, right. And and so along with the the shutting down thing, some of the other things that I'm seeing as reports and some things that I've actually experienced myself is leaving the game running when you put your game, your console into rest mode is causing the device to not be able to be powered on without almost, you know, doing the same process as Soko is talking about of holding down the power button, or in some cases, even having to unplug the device and plug it back in. The other things that I'm seeing is putting it to sleep while the game is running, putting it to rest mode, um, the console not waking from remote power on, like you hit the PS button on your controller, it will not allow it to power on. Um, and some of these right. things I've, I've experienced... Yeah, some of these things I've been, like experienced myself, which is super disheartening. But at the same time, the idea that the the PlayStation Four people their their own support system is basically just saying no. I mean, you know, what is what does it look like if it does actually crash your PlayStation? Which we've seen some people that their the consoles have essentially been bricked due to some of this stuff, and I, I'm I'm so saddened by it because it's one of those things where truly. I love the game. I love this entire process, but there's a difference between the game and the software. The game itself Correct. is beautiful. The game itself is is great. The software 
is a hot piece of garbage, <laughs> for lack of a better term. I mean, we're still Retweet. seeing some things. <clears throat> we're seeing things from the the EA like from the open demo that I thought the whole purpose of the demo was to get some of these bugs out, but we're still seeing extensive load load times. We're still seeing crashes. We're still seeing these things that. And I'm not a software developer. I am not a software programmer i i don't know what goes into the back of these things other than the fact that i know that it's got to be incredibly difficult and so for me i love the game but there's so many issues with the software and it really makes you wonder if we were ready to launch or not so with that being said with it being launched let's talk about i guess you could say the banning of that guy what's the guy's name glad glad explain mac go into it a little bit Yes, you can find this very quickly on YouTube. There's a, a streamer, his name is Glad, who ended a stream, um, and I think it was like a 12-hour stream, uh, with a notification telling him that he has been banned permanently from playing Anthem by Bioware. Now, at, in the initial video, he goes over a couple of things that he thinks that he possibly could have been banned for, um, one of them being farming... Uh, legendaries through the Grandmaster 1 level. One was spamming the Storm Javelin's ultimate, which has now been fixed. And then there was another one that he was doing where he was essentially farming bosses inside of a stronghold, where you would play through the middle boss in a stronghold, cause yourself to die, and then essentially the whole uh, team would respawn before the boss and then fight the boss again. I think that now he's a little bit more confident that he was banned for the uh, farming of the legendaries in the Grandmaster 1 level, and they're calling it an... What, what's the term that they use, Cody? An economy exploit. That's the one. So um, mm. coming from Destiny and that sort of thing, Cody, do you have any idea like why that would be the approach that they took for that sort of thing? Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's different with Destiny. And, and again, I, I hate that, it, that Destiny just fits this niche of discussion every time, but it, it truly does in this case. So... In early Destiny days, um, there was there were several, and there are probably still going to be several instances where there's a farming opportunity, whether it requires like a disconnect and a rejoin, or whether it requires killing the boss and dying and picking yourself back up. Like there have been immeasurable amounts of those things, and in every case, the way that, that Bungie handles it is they kind of very quickly acknowledge, like, "Hey, this is an issue. You know, this is something we're working on. Enjoy it while it's here; it'll be gone soon." You know, and I think in the case of comparing this Glad band to Destiny, which, by the way, Glad is, is actually known as a, a pretty popular uh, Destiny content creator and, and sort of world's first guy. And I think we of like, you know, almost a very competitive nature when it comes to what you're known for in the gaming world. It's just a bad look, I guess, for Glad to not only do those things, but to publicize them. But here's my issue with it. In a game that does not have player versus player, I don't really necessarily think that I agree that Glad broke any gameplay mechanic. I don't believe that he I don't believe that he did anything that as another player I go like, man, like I'm jealous and I'm upset that you got to do those things and benefit from them as you did because the masterwork uh, components have already been nerfed and the loot drops have already been nerfed post these things. And and what drives me I think the most is that Glad got loot that really probably by now isn't even something that he's looking at and going like, oh my God, like I'm so glad I was able to do that farm or do that exploit. So when it comes to the punishment, man, I just feel like the better way of handling this would have been like, hey, this is kind of the first time in our game that this happened. 
attempt, and hopefully it's not one of many, let's like acknowledge, hey, like this is you know, this is not something we wanted to have in the game. But because it is, like, let's just make this sort of like a warning sign. You know, like we don't want you to exploit um, you know, exploit these features and exploit these these chess farms, but like you got access to it because the, the code was broken. You know, it was something that we right. picked up on. Right. And, I, and I think that, that as a, you know, as a gamer, there's always something fun about, you know, finding that sort of like cheat code thing or finding that, that glitch or that farm. And I feel like taking that so hastily from the player base and showing the consequences would be as severe as these is probably just one step too far. Uh, Soka, what do, you, what do you feel about it? Well, being that this is, honestly, I, I actually think I saw the article and I saw the the ending stream where he made the face of, oh, I was banded. I think I actually saw that, you know, going through Instagram, Facebook, something like that. Um, but this is kind of the first, like, hearing, like, what exactly happened or what, what was going, what he was doing. I think it's wrong. I think... Uh, us, like you just said, finding the glitch, finding something gives you that sense of, oh, man, hell yeah, I just found a cheat code. <laughs> it makes you go, makes you brings you back to the PlayStation 2, PlayStation 1 days, where it's like, I get to put this cheat code in and get this cool stuff. And I think it's unfair. I wish, I think, I want to I wanted see if they're, like, I would love to hear from their side of it, uh, Bioware side of it, like, why? Which right. we'll probably never hear. Not 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 unless the guy gets fired and he leaves and goes. Well, this is what actually happened. This is why we kicked. <laughs> yeah, I think it's unfair. But moving, move let's move on from there. Um, we talked about the PS4 controversy about it shutting down. We talked about Glad being banned. Do we still, honestly, do we still like the game? I do. Um, I still enjoy the pl the the playing mechanics for it. I love battling. I love fighting with the characters. I still am madly in love with my ranger. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm ever gonna go. I may go back to Colossus if it's if needed. Uh, I definitely think they still haven't changed the missions enough to where it has to be four different types of javelins in each mission, which I think would just add a better dynamic to to like fighting together as a team. For right now, this week, the Ranger's still my javelin. For y'all, what are y'all favorite javelins this week? I'm still sticking with Interceptor. I've now attempted to play with the other javelins, um, but specifically Cody. We had a person reach out to you over over Twitter, correct? Yeah, so um, we, we mentioned this uh, on the tail end of episode three, and this is going to be something that we expect or hope to do at least some variant of this every episode going forward. So I, I want to involve the listeners in the Twitter base as much as we can. But I tweeted out from uh, from our Twitter account, which, by the way, if you don't already follow it, is uh, at javelin underscore radio. Uh, and the goal for the week was to try to get some fan art sent to just around like your javelin's current look and to spotlight one on the show. To go out to uh, my guy Randy, uh, who submitted actually his Tron themed interceptor, which he actually sent me two pics of that looks absolutely killer. He's got like a sleek black and orange look, and the eyes are almost like just a dimly enough orange that he almost looks like Halloween esque. But man, killer look from Randy, and I just wanted to, to shout him out here on the show. But man, every single week, guys, send us send us your 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 current look, send us your current. Uh, you know, color scheme and, and just add Javelin Radio and, and we'll bring your name up on the show because this is this is something we want to do going forward without a doubt. And, and to, to kind of give you guys my, my quick take on the, the favorite Javelin of the week, I've been playing uh, just a lot of Ranger the last couple of days and I don't have that feeling yet that I would in Destiny where, you know, I played a, a, a Hunter for a little while and then I'm like, all right, let's be serious. I'm going back, you know, some variation like that. I'm just really learning how the game should be played on each of the javelins because it is a drastically different experience 
on each of the four. And, and Soka, to your point about, you know, I wish there was a reason to know, like, man, this is a mission where I really need to be on a storm. Or, like, we don't have a storm, so I'm going to have to go do that. And there's been countless times for me so far where I'm in, like, a, a squad of four rangers, which, by the way, looks really, really cool when you drop down and everybody does the same startup animation. That <laughs> looks cool as shit. But um, I, I feel still that there is not really a reason right now at least, and maybe in GM2 and 3 and in the future that changes, where I don't feel inclined to go, man, like, we can't do this with four Rangers, or we can't do this with, you know, just one Colossus. And I'd like to see that grow and develop going forward. But right now, I'm, I'm spending a good bit of time on the Ranger. Uh, I'd still say that my intercept, quote-unquote, main, he's more decked out, more ready to go. But that feeling of, like, hunting these masterworks and like building this this perfect setup is 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 really really a fun loop for me um and i hope that in the future uh which we're going to kind of close out with here now we we see more of these things inbound so the last topic we wanted to hit was we actually have through ea's website sort of like a next 90 anthem as far as like sort of a calendar update would go and while most of these things are vague uh, I wanted to actually, if you guys don't mind, kind of call these out in order, and then we'll very quickly break them down before we close. So the next thing that we should expect is actually today at our time, at, at 3 p.m. Central today, Ben Irving and some of the team are going to do a live stream where they actually play through what will be a version of a... So we actually don't have these in game yet, but legendary missions are basically going to be, from what we've been told, a more different variant of the story missions, which as of right now, we cannot replay in game. So this is sort of the solution to that, I suppose. But they're going to unveil... We're going to see stronghold caches in March, which I want to pause for a second and say that I believe basically going to be gear individually from each of the three strongholds. Now, I, don't, I, I know, Max, you're not really in the in the stronghold sort of like grind yet, but Soko, I know you've probably done at least a few Tyrant Mines and you've maybe stepped foot in the other ones, but to me, it's a huge factor that we don't have gear to chase in this game. And I think that if these stronghold caches are going to be our ways to get, you know, cosmetics or unique gear sets from those strongholds, that's going to add a ton of replayability. What do y'all think about that? Uh, uh, of course, of course. Like uh, it's definitely going to change the dynamic on what I want to do when I turn the game on. Right now, currently, I actually used my coin to just go ahead and purchase new cosmetics because there was just like I just wanted to be different from everybody else. And clearly, a lot of people are like, there's only four different items you can really choose from for each javelin. So with my ranger, I went ahead and made him look like the predator just because I wanted the laser on my shoulder. <laughs> Um, just to just to be different. So if that's going to be the case, which we don't know exactly yet until 3 p.m. Central, I definitely look forward to seeing exactly what's going to make the difference. If it is going to be cosmetics, what if it's just new weapons? I'm hoping that it is cosmetics because that's right now to me that's what's that's what's lacking. I am definitely a customized character person. So. Right now, I feel a little limited on the cosmetics. Color-wise, I can I change my javelin every single time I go out, <laughs> just because I want to. Now, no, just going off and of not realizing this, I don't know if y'all realize this. When you actually go choose the textures, it gives you an idea of what texture it should be at the top of the list. Have you ever seen that? Yes, they uh, I, they basically. I, I didn't sorted. realize that that's what that was for. No. <laughs> uh huh. They sorted. That's the that's the, the basically when you actually change the texture. It, uh, or when you go to change the texture, depending on which uh, tier you're on, because there's like eight tiers, um, it tells you where exactly what it should be. 
and you can change it no matter what you want to do with it. But like, there's a section that should be cloth. This one should be metal. This one okay. should be awesome. like, so when next time you look at it, just take a look at that. I think that was pretty sweet. I'm hoping that these legendary missions, I get it. We'll play the storyline again and hopefully unlock more cosmetics. I don't know if I'm going to be excited to play the final mission again. Um, but unless they update it, I mean, it's just, I, I know it's not the end game, but it is the last story mission you can play. Right. The last story it's mission, I wasn't classic. impressed. I didn't, I didn't really, and I thought it'd be more dramatic than what it was going after the cenotaph. I wanted, I definitely wanted more drama, or I wanted, honestly, I wanted Halleck to die. <laughs> like, I wanted, I yeah, wanted something I to make you go, shit. Right. Like, I wanted him to sacrifice himself. Honestly, I wanted Owen to show up. And, like, sorry, guys, I fucked win the, up. Win the day. Um, <laughs> right. And, like, kills the, kill the guy. For y'all real quick. And, like, kills him for you. And then he dies, and, and then we get the armor. Or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, I wanted something, something some more. Part. Yeah. So, like, me playing the story again with Legendary Phase 1, um, sure. It'll, it'll, I'll be okay with it um, as long as it gives me what I want. No, for sure. And, and I want to I want to kind of scroll through this list here, and then we'll wrap up about what what we can expect in March. And next week on episode five, you guys can expect us to to kind of spend more time breaking these apart because obviously we're going to get some information today from Ben Irving out of that. Right, stream. of course, of course. But we're uh, we're expecting these new legendary missions. We're expecting replay missions. We're expecting new items, which the icon under new items is actually labeled rewards, and they sort of give you the masterwork icon image. So if that means more masterworks, absolutely awesome. But the only other thing I wanted to throw in there in regards to what's coming is on March 12th, some of the devs have tweeted that we are going to get our sort of like in-game addition to what we already have. So on the 12th, we can information's coming out today, but we can expect the legendary missions to release along with a slew of uh, improvements to, to just the overall gameplay. And I just want to add, because I, I feel like I can speak for the group when I say this, like we spend a lot of time giving critique and a lot of, you know, like ways to improve it and things to, to kind of bring this game forward with. But I think it goes without saying that we wouldn't be doing the show if we didn't absolutely love it. And, and I want to hand it over to you, Soko, and, and kind of take us out. Guys, for everything we've talked about today, for everything we've been talking about for the past weeks, I hope we start going to the direction that we want for the game. I hope we start seeing what we like more. And I just hope people continue playing Anthem. Keep giving it a chance. I think I think we're going to be okay. I think we're going to get this through together. So just real quick, shout out to Boomy Nation. Go check out his YouTube channel. As well as go check out the Awesome Village podcast. Awesome people. Awesome pop culture, guys. This is this is coming out from Javelin Radio. Go check it. Go uh, interact with us on Javelin underscore Radio and Twitter. Cody heads up that he definitely interacts with you really quickly. Send us your javelins. Send us what you think is the best loadout for your stuff. Just interact with us. We'll definitely talk to you and probably bring it up in the next podcast. This is for for Max, Cody, and Soko. This is Javelin Radio. We're out. <laughs>